All right, Jacob, on this day in sports in 1920, the New York Yankees purchased Babe Ruth from the Boston Red Sox for $125,000, starting the curse of the great Bambino. What do you think about that? I mean, as a lifelong Yankees fan, I got to say that's a great day in history for me. A little bit less for you, I'd say, Mr. Boston. <laughs> yeah, no, no crap. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Long Bros pod, Sports Podcast, where today we'll have our reactions to the the playoff, college football playoff, other bowl games, our prediction of the national championship game, some NFL news if Aaron Rodgers should retire, and what the Lakers need to do to get back on track. <clears throat> but to start for today's show, we start with the two semifinal games of college football. Michigan losing to Georgia 34-11, to and Alabama losing, beating Cincinnati 27-6. to um, I think one of us, one of me or Jacob, I'd like to think it was me, predicted both those games right. So I will just let Jacob, I'll let you take it away first. And let me, wait, What's your reaction to these two SEC teams dominating in the semifinals? I mean, I think my biggest takeaway from these games is <laughs> Alabama and Georgia are much more talented than I thought they were. I, I, I knew they were talented, but they very clearly outclassed Cincinnati and Michigan over the weekend. And the thing is, I, I can't think of another team in college football who would have played any better. I mean, the Notre Dame, not that good. I mean, Ohio State, maybe. But, I mean, Georgia's basically just a better Michigan. They played the exact same football, but Georgia's bigger, stronger, and better. So I don't I, I don't see how that would have fared any better for Ohio State. So, I mean, Baylor and Ole Miss played a good game. But, I mean, I, said, I, I, I can't think of another team who, who could have played any better. So, I mean, I saw some people, you know, on Twitter, like, and this is why we can't let group of five teams play in the playoffs. And I'm like, this might have been Alabama's most competitive semifinal game ever. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you think about that, but I'm, but I mean, said their, their, their defense was fine. It was just really clear that they couldn't get anything going on offense. They said their Alabama's defense was bigger, faster, stronger, just, just more talented overall. And Cincinnati doesn't really have a guy who can take over a game, and uh, it 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 hurt them in that regard. So it, it was just it was, it was just a tale of two teams being much more talented than the other two. But I, I still think the committee got it right. I think those are the four best teams probably in college football. I, I think that just demonstrates the gap in talent that exists even at the top of college football. Yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd agree with you. I, I'd say um, <clears throat> clearly. Like I said on our very first show or whatnot, I believe that both these games are going to be at least a two-touchdown game in both of them. I'd like to just state the fact that, like I said, I was right. I'm going to throw that in your face, and I'll, I, I let you eat that the whole time we were in Nashville, too. <clears throat> that I I predicted those games right because those two teams, I like I said, they were just been so dominant. And like I just think the firepower and the defenses that they have, I just think are very good. I'll agree with you. I don't think... It didn't matter who you put against either of those two teams. I think the result probably would have been the same. <clears throat> I mean, you could – I could argue – anybody can argue. Alex would say Utah maybe should have been in there. I could say Ohio State maybe should have. I think the result doesn't matter. I think the results would have been the exact same. I, I, I don't foresee any of those games going differently no matter who played them. And like you said, Cincinnati just couldn't get anything going offensively. Alabama re- – wasn't as dominant as they have been offensively, but they had a couple big plays that <coughs> really gave them the lead over uh, Cincinnati. And there, there we go. I mean, now we have the SEC championship game re- 
a replay of that like I predicted. And I don't know, I think it should be a I think it should be a good game, don't you? I think it will be, but I think it might be the lowest rated national championship game ever because no one wants to see that again. <laughs> yeah, well I mean, yeah. Repeat of the SEC championship game. A uh, repeat of was it two, three years ago of the national championship game, which was probably the I mean, best national championship game ever. But yeah, it's but yeah, like I'm kind of with you. I unfortunately will miss the game because I have a girls' basketball game all the way in Warwick. But like I said, I'm not as as upset to miss this game. I mean, I do want to watch it. I think it'll be a good game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I don't even know who I want to say. I, I think Alabama will come out and win this game. I do. Georgia right now is a three-point favorite in this game. And I think I think that's correct. I think I kind of think they are better. I just think that that, <coughs> that 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 SEC title game just didn't go their way. They they played a little poorly. From at least from what I've seen this year, and from what I saw in the semifinal games, I do think Georgia's maybe a little better. If I mean, and, and it's by just a hair. These are two pretty evenly matched teams. It could go either way, but I think I, I think pegging Georgia as a three-point favorite is probably about right. Ah, I disagree with you there. Bam, yeah, Bama had one loss, Texas A&M, but I mean, they won the SEC championship. They beat them in a big game, I, I, and it's not like either team in the semifinal really dominated the other team more than the other one. You can maybe argue Georgia a little bit, but I don't. I I think Alabama should be the favorite. I mean, they're they're the one seed. Not that that means anything, but like they beat them in the SEC championship game. I don't know why you wouldn't give them the favorites. I think Alabama's going to win by, <clears throat> I'll say like ten or more points. I think it might be like a ten point game, and I think Alabama wins it. I don't know. I I, I think I think Georgia will be more ready to play. <laughs> you can't discount how nice having a few weeks to get healthy and get prepared is. I think well, I think the better team, especially this late in the season after you've had some time off, usually wins. So I guess we'll find out. Well, that's my thing. Like you said, um, not a lot of team like probably been the most competitive team in Alabama semifinal game. Like say the fact that Ohio State did beat them the one time, and then won the national championship. Just want to just want to say that. So maybe the second most, but it, it's it's hard. Just like Bill Belichick, you give Nick Saban weeks to prepare for a team, that's going to be a tough team to beat. <clears throat> week after week, like when you have to prepare a week, week like in the regular season, Nick Saban's probably I feel like more susceptible to to lose a game or won't be as prepared. But if you give him weeks to prepare for you, uh, that he's going to be, be he's going to be more prepared for your team, even if he's not as talented. <laughs> yeah, well, I so. mean, I mean, I gotta agree with that. Like I said, I mean, a big thing in the NFL is, I mean, how good are coaches coming off of buys when you have two weeks to prepare? Right. And if you're good off a of buy, I think that's a signal that you're probably a decent head coach. And I think how you prepare for these games late in the season when you've had a couple weeks off, and you got and you got plenty of time to get ready, and all your guys are healthy and all that good stuff. I think that, I think that's a good indication of how well your team is coached. And Nick Saban has shown year after year after year that his guys are clearly. Very well coached, but Kirby Smart does a good job as well. I mean, they 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 basically had that national title game in the bag until uh, until a young guy named Tua showed up and you know brought Alabama back from the grave. Yeah, you're 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 right there. He he definitely sparked that team, that's for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think we have a good game coming up this Monday uh, for national championship game. I wish I could see it, but. 
Fortunately, I'm not. But moving on to other just kind of bowl games. I mean, we, there, we had a handful of other great bowl games. Ohio State, Utah. Suck it, Alex. I mean, <laughs> Ohio State beat your Utah with their two best receivers out for the game. But, you know, the, the Jigba had freaking, what was it, 300-some yards receiving. That was a ludicrous game. And three touchdowns. Like, I mean, that's just that's just bonkers. I think that's just – I think the future for Ohio State's wide receiver is still very bright, even without losing Wilson in Alave. I, I, we and it always that is. Game. I mean, it's like, it's like Alabama and safeties. Like, you know they're going to have good wide receivers. just like, you know, Alabama's always going to have the best safeties. <clears throat> yeah, I, I – I agree with you there. I mean, like I said, just a lot of good games. Ohio State, Utah, Notre Dame losing to Oklahoma State by two, Kentucky beating Iowa by three. Baylor, Ole Miss was a low scoring, a little <clears throat> less competitive. But you also have to keep in mind that Matt Cor- Coral went down on like the first possession. Yeah. Now his draft yeah, but... stock is a little it, questionable it, here. In in your opinion, like we don't have to dive deep into these games, but like clearly. Your next top teams, I know we just said, like, it doesn't matter who played Alabama and Georgia, they're going to lose, but who's your next, like, top three after seeing all these bowl games happen? Like, who would you say are the next three best teams? Like, just, and you don't have to give a reason or explanation, just give me three teams that it don't, maybe don't have to be in order either, just three or five or whatnot, the best teams. I mean, I had Baylor and Ohio State as five and six earlier, and I think I stand <laughs> by that. Baylor looked good against Ole Miss. I mean, like I said, I mean, you can take for a grain of salt, but they, they still won by, they won by 14, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they said they won pretty handily. They said Oklahoma State looked good. Notre Dame looked good off the bat and then collapsed like you could expect them to in a big yeah. game like that. Um, like I said, Ole Miss, Ole Miss looked really good. I... Said, I mean, outside of like said that injury is real tough, and it's 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 hard to say. I think I'd throw Oklahoma State in there. That big win over Notre Dame, I'd probably say Oklahoma State would maybe be the next one. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I'm rolling with my Buckeyes, so I mean, defense once again looked pretty bad at letting a team drop 45 points, but man, that offense is explosive. No, no, I just I think I'd, be, I'd definitely be saying like Ohio State, Baylor. Honestly, those would be the, my two teams right there. I mean, you got Oklahoma State, you can put in there too. But I think that, oh, like I said, the Ole Miss game would have been different if Corral, Corral didn't go down. But <clears throat> who knows? But... Oh, a lot. Just overall, a lot of good games in college football, minus maybe the semifinal games. <clears throat> yeah, kind of but ironic how those are the worst games of the weekend. But I mean, what do you do? Like I said, I mean, it was just it was just very clear that they were both outclassed. And two things I'm surprised about: I'm surprised at how poorly Michigan's defense played. I'm not surprised their offense going to get anything going because I kind of expected that. Um, I was kind of expecting that to be a 20 to 10 game. So Michigan, Michigan honestly scored about as many points as I thought they might have scored. I was really shocked at how poorly their defense played, and I was surprised at how poorly Cincinnati's offense played. I kind of thought Cincinnati's offense would be better. I thought their defense held up pretty well, but their uh, their offense couldn't do anything, which I thought they'd be able to. So I, so I kind of thought I, I was a little surprised at the performance of those two teams on Michigan on the defensive end, and then Cincinnati on the offensive end. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't really have much to add there, to be honest with you. I that, those games, both those games, I didn't know what the score was going to be. It, it I it got what I ex, I expected, so. <clears throat> But enough about that moving forward. Let's move to the NFL. 
a couple days ago in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, because when asked about in, a, in an interview, said that he's not ruling out retirement after this after this season. Do you think Aaron Rodgers should retire, or do you, or what's your opinion on him retiring? I mean, he's 38. He's still playing really, really good football. I mean, he's, uh, you know, potential pick for the MVP this year, probably the favorite as of right now. And, uh, but I don't think it's all that bad of an idea for him to hang it up. I mean, Calvin Johnson hung it up when he was playing well. You know, Andrew Luck hung it up while he was playing well. Some guys just want to go out on top. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I mean, and I just read an article. I mean, he, he, he still wants to be able to use his brain in a few years. You know, he doesn't want to be broken down. And if that's the way he wants it to be, if he wants to go out while he's still playing well and while he's, his body is still intact, I don't. I think he can go out now. Go up, go up, go out while you're on top. They're probably the best team in the NFC. I think. I really think this is the year they finally take it to the Super Bowl. They got home field, the whole playoffs. I don't really foresee anyone in the NFC taking them out except for maybe the Buccaneers. Yeah, I. My opinion about this is I, in my opinion, like I understand Aaron Rodgers' character and what people might think about it, but I, Aaron Rodgers, I believe, one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in our day and age, if not the best. And our he's I, most talented. I think I think he's for sure the most talented quarterback in our generation thus far. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, he's Maybe played Manning, fourteen. But... Yeah, so I mean, he's played seasons with with Green Bay. My opinion, I think if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl, why not? I'd hang it up. End it on retire, re- retire. Like I said, if you want to save his brain, save his brain. Do all that stuff, whatever. I don't. I think if he doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, I think he goes one more year just to, just to try it. Maybe stay with Green Bay, or maybe request a trade. Try to get to a different team. Do something like Tom Brady did. Try to go to a team that's ready to win with a with a really good quarterback. Try it one more season. If that doesn't work, then just be like, well. I have done it for this long. I haven't gotten back to the Super Bowl. It's like I'm I'm finished. I think if he wins it this year, though, you hang it up, just end up on top, just like Peyton Manning after he wins the Super Bowl. He's like I'm done. I'm finished. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think guys like Manning, you know, Brett Favre and Brady are kind of changing the way that quarterbacks looking their, at their careers. And then they're thinking, gee, I mean, if I take care of myself, I might be able to play deep. I might have to change my team after I play for the same team for 18 years, but. Like I said it worked. It worked well for it worked well for Brett Favre. You know, Manning won a Super Bowl after changing. Brady won a Super Bowl after changing, and they're all old. I think a lot of these guys are like, you know, if my current team doesn't appreciate me so much, I'll go somewhere else, take a pay cut, win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. Like I guess I think, in my opinion, Green Bay is the favorites to win this year. I I think they will. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if another team like clearly it's up for grabs for anybody. I'm not saying I think they're. Going to win, but if I was going to pick a team, it would be them. And I think this might be the year for them. And I think if they win it, why not? You know, go host Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers. He should host Jeopardy. I wish I wasn't working until five, so I could watch Jeopardy at four thirty. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, he's had a great career. He's been playing for this long. I mean, like you said, he could easily do something like Tom Brady, who after the season he just. Gets up, decides like, "Hey, I'm gonna trade me. I'm gonna go to a different team. I put all this years with the Packers. I'm gonna go maybe to a destination spot or something. You know, who know? Not not saying like, say Matt Stafford wasn't there, you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go to L.A. play on a really good team, but I'm in L.A. You know, not in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking I, of California, 
I really, I really think, <laughs> I really think the the 49ers should be take Trey Lance. We'll give you three first rounders so we can get Aaron Rodgers for one year. Because I think with Aaron Rodgers, that is that is a Super Bowl favorite for sure. Well, I think you can put Aaron Rodgers on most team, and that and that team becomes pretty favorable. Because I mean, the 49ers have a great roster, and their defense is great. They have a good running game. I just, I mean, just imagine you know adding Aaron Rodgers. To that I mean, I'm mean, like Garoppolo gets the job done, but. He's nowhere in Rodgers. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Well, no one's Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But I can't really think uh, of a quarterback I'd rather have in the league right now. Maybe Brady, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, I think, at this point, better. Uh, I'd say if I'm taking any quarterback, if if you'd have asked me the past, probably like five years or wh- whatever, I probably been telling you Aaron Rodgers every single time. Even over Patrick Mahomes, those those years that he won his MVP and all that stuff. Like, if you ask me, it's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time. The clearest Tom Brady. That could be an argument for another time. I'm sure me and you are agreement on that. But I know there's some people, a couple of my friends will, would disagree with me on that. But I mean, a, I don't lot, know, of, like a lot of people's argument about Tom Brady is that he was a system guy and he wasn't all that talented. But much more goes into football than, than, <laughs> than being talented. You can't argue with results, and he has the best results. Yeah, I mean, like I said, once like, in Tampa like, Bay, like winning isn't a quarterback stat, but like it, it kind of is, you know. <laughs> like I mean, when when you're the when you play the most important position on a football team and you're winning games, I think that says something. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with you. And like I so said, Tom Brady left the, the system to the Buccaneers, but then people would say, no, well, he came into all that talent and stuff, which he did. Which but he did, like, but, he, but, but he's, he's 44. Yeah. Look at it. Like, I mean, like, look at all the talent that, like I said, that, that literally James Winston was working with the year before. <clears> and he <throat> threw 30 interceptions and they won eight games. Yep. I said, or look at Garoppolo, who has talent everywhere and and and, and struggles a little bit. You know, like there there are a lot of teams who have a lot of talent, who have a quarterback who isn't forty four. Oh, I, I think. Well, I think some part of Garoppolo thing. I think he could have been up there, but I think injuries have stopped him from being as good as he could be or could have been, or could be at this time. I think a lot of injuries year after year have kind of hurt him. You could maybe argue the same thing with Carson Wentz too. That with all injuries that he's had and gotten beaten up in his first couple of years in the league. That I mean, he looked pretty good at Indianapolis this year, but <clears throat> to uh, be that guy, it's also not that hard to look good when your running back is that good. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. I, I don't know. I, I just I believe that. Well, I think injuries, like I said, that's part of the game and stuff like that. But you just hate seeing some of those those players that that. Look like they have potential or something, and then injury. Like it's still saying they're good, but just kind of, you know, might slow down their career, slow them down for how good they maybe could have been. <clears throat> well, let's we can talking about who like who could have been good. Let's talk about the Los Angeles Lakers moving the NBA. I mean, with when LeBron and AD came, we always talk. Everyone started talking about how good the Lakers are going to be for years and years to come with those guys. They won an NBA championship. And ever since then, it just seems like it's gone slowly downhill with their experiment this year with all the old old farts and all the future Hall of Famers they have on their team. And it just seems not to be working. 
What do you think the Lakers need to do to get back on track, to get back to the, the Lakers' standards of winning and going back to winning championships? Well, number one, they need to find a second star who's going to be healthy. I mean, the biggest problem <coughs> in AD's career has been not being able to stay healthy. I mean, he's clearly, I mean, you could have made an argument that he was the one of the top two best players in the league for the last few years, but he can't stay healthy. And LeBron is the second best player ever. He's the best player of our generation by far, bar none, no argument. But he is past the age where he can take the 2005 Cavs to the finals by himself. He's not that player anymore. And I know, I mean, you could point out his stats. I think in his last six games, he's averaging like 40 points a game, like nine boards and eight assists. But that's a stretch. You need to be able to put together 80 games and then 20 in the playoffs. And... Except, I mean, LeBron is still... I don't think he's the best player in the league anymore. I don't know who is. But um, LeBron is, you know, past the stage where he is clearly the most dominant player in the league and he can just carry the team to the finals every year. And the West is... And the West isn't... The West isn't the East. Like, last year, that team that LeBron lost with in the first round, he'd have taken that team to the championship in the East all those years he made it. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean... Um, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to interrupt you here. I, I I think with the Lakers, and like he said, yeah, he can't. LeBron can't carry a team like he used to. He's old, and he's still putting up great numbers. He's still one of the best players in the he's league. Still, I mean, top five for sure, but he's not for sure the most dominant player anymore, like hands down, like he used but to be what, for his whole career, literally. What LeBron James needs is a young, upcoming star that can just take over a game. Like, like I'm not saying Jalen Brown, this, Jason Tatum. I'm not, I'm not saying like yeah, I'm not saying like they're gonna go and be able to go get those players, but having one of those or like a um uh oh I can't think guy from the Hawks, Trey Trey Young. I mean, just an explosive young star. And clearly the Lakers I don't think <clears throat> could could get that right now. In my opinion, I think they should try to trade Russell Westbrook away and try to pick up somebody, some young person that can help fill this team. Cause I think that's their problem. I think they, they have a lot of experience and like experience is good and it's not bad, but I think they have too much like old, like old, not saying old, but like they have an, they have a very experienced team and in the playoffs and stuff like that, that can help them, help them a lot. But I also think they need that, that young spark to keep, to bring their team back. They, they definitely do. I mean, and like I said, without AD, I mean, frankly, in my opinion, AD was the best player on that team in the playoffs when they won, they won their title. I mean, LeBron won the finals MVP, but I mean, it really could have gone either way, and AD carried them for the, through the first three rounds. Oh, for sure. Like I said, I he is, LeBron is way past the point where he can take the Cavs minus Kyrie Irving and, 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 and then just walks him in the playoffs, especially in the West. The West isn't the, West isn't the East. Well, and I'd like to say, like, AD doesn't even. I mean, he's still still good, but AD doesn't look like he used to anymore either. What's that? I mean, like he, injuries, he, injuries. He, he, injuries. I mean, he's slowing down, and I can't remember the year it was, but I think the Lakers should do what the, the Cavs did that one year when they had LeBron. Completely clean house, trade everybody, start over midseason. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. Except I, I think I think they need to keep AD on the roster, but they need to find another guy who can. And I don't know why they thought Russell Westbrook was the guy because they didn't need a guy who can't shoot, is a turnover machine, who needs to have the ball in his hands to be successful. 
See, what about Russell Westbrook? That made no I sense think, to me. I think it could work possibly with him if I'm saying he, he's not a starter. And I've been watching I've been watching the Lakers. I don't know what's been going on. I think if Russell Westbrook ran with the secondaries, the secondaries, like when LeBron or AD, they're off for taking their break. And then at that point, Russ, Russell can just take over. The ball's in his hand. He doesn't have to – he can do whatever he wants with it. I think that – but the thing is, I don't know if Russell Westbrook could settle into that role. I, I think it could work if that could happen, where he plays with the secondaries, kind of the backup players, the role players, where he can just take over and, and guide them and lead them rather than having to be part of, like, you know, the starters, you know, with LeBron and AD also on the court. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and Russ is another one of those guys who is kind of past where he is kind of past his prime a little bit. He's definitely not who he was when he was averaging a triple-double his first season with the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's definitely true. He's he's gone by. I I love Russell Westbrook. I do. I Great mean, player. This, I mean, really fun to watch. Probably the most explosive I, player of our generation. I wish I could. I don't think he ever will, unless at one point at the end of his career, he's just a, a role player and playing for a really good team. I don't foresee him <clears throat> winning a championship. I just don't. I don't see him. I don't, I don't see him winning a championship as one of like the star or second or third best player on a team. Or like, or the next, or the next guy up. I don't foresee that happening. I see him, if he ever does, it's when he's older in his age and he's close to retirement and he's just kind of that that role player, maybe the sixth man off the bench or just like kind of that fifth option on the starters. You know, yeah. I, that's when I foresee him. And I just don't think it's gonna work for the Lakers. I think they should trade him, get rid of him, try. And clearly, they're not gonna get a Jalen Brown or a Jason Tatum or any of those type of players. For him, and maybe they even if they could get like Jalen Green or something. Like I said, if they trade him away and just get a couple of young, and like they said, they don't have to be stars because I don't think you necessarily maybe get that for Russell Westbrook right now. But like just a couple of young sparks that could do something for your team, because like that's what they need. Their team is very old, old and experienced, which like I said, it's not a bad thing. But I just think they need to get some young, some young people around them, so he that you know, so they're. They just have a spark, you know. I, I don't know how else to put it because that, I just think that's their problem, in I mean, my opinion. And, you know, Russell Westbrook could work <laughs> if he did two things. If he just quit turning the ball over and could fix his jumper. Because, I mean, they don't yeah. they like they don't need him to be what he's been. Like, they don't need him to ever average a triple-double. They just need him. The Lakers need someone that can shoot the basketball. They don't have anyone who can shoot it. Yeah, and, well, and the Seb... I agree. I mean, you'd like to, that for Russell, Russell Westbrook throughout most of his career, but I mean, that's not who he is. As he's just an expo, an explosive player that can. Yeah, which unfortunately is a play style that doesn't age well. Guys like Chris Paul can be successful until they're forty because he he, he he he's not playing any different than he was now than when he was twenty five. Yeah. He's the same player. Yeah, and the the sad part. I'm not saying the sad part is, but like, the Lakers are still the seven seed, so they're still as of right now. And I think the. Even if they stuck with this this roster, I think the Lakers would still make the playoffs. As like, I think the highest they can maybe get is like a maybe a five seed with with this team that they have right now. But I mean, the lot can change from that as well. You never know. I said they might they might just be trying to hit their stride and be ready to go. But I I just. It is just baffling to me that they thought that this Russell Westbrook experiment would work. It didn't. It didn't make any sense to me at the time. I mean, I would have gladly eaten my words, but he, 
He hasn't been as successful there. He said he's a turnover machine. Was it last last night? He had his first zero turnover games in like five years. It was like 2016 or he, something. He said he's a turnover machine, and you can't. <clears throat> and he had like nine turnovers the other day, and he got an interview, and he's like, "That's part of my game." I was like, "Turning the ball over nine times can't be a part of your game." Yeah, that's, like I mean, if you're gonna turn it over three, four times a game, that's still more than I'd like to see. But I mean, I think he's led the league in turnovers like five straight years. He he does turn the ball over, that's for sure. I mean, like I said, and I like to do think it kind of is part of his game as being an explosive player like that. But I'm not saying to turn the ball over nine times is a, is still a good thing. But like, and you, I'm not like I said, I'm not saying that like he turns the ball over seven, nine times. It's like ah, oh, it's all right. But I'm saying. I think he tends to have more turnovers because I think that is part of his game. I mean, just the explosive player that he is, I think he might just try to maybe do too – and doing too much is can be a, is a problem too. But, like, I think it is part of his game. I don't think it's you know, necessarily – He's actually not leading the league in turnovers. <laughs> James Harden is averaging 4.9 turnovers a game. Yeah, that's not, that's and not Russell, very good. And Russell Westbrook is close behind at 4.6. Which is said you you'd like to see from your point guard who's handling the ball all the time, like if like if you're sitting at like three, I'd say that's pretty acceptable. Like I yeah. I believe that Chris Paul doesn't average more than two. Like I mean, when you have a guy who's going to take care of the ball, get you assists, and can and, and keep the game under control, it's pretty valuable. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with you there, but like I said, I, I don't know what. Hopefully the Lakers, actually, hopefully not because I dislike the Lakers because I'm a Boston fan. But, like, I, for their sake, they need to, they need to figure, they need to do something different. They can't keep rolling with this team that, that they have. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to compete. I don't think they're going to win it anyways unless they really drastically do something. And that's why I think they should do something like the, the Cavs of the one year, just freaking clean house, start start trading players, start start over midseason and try to be better the second half. You know, the Cavs are actually doing well this year, <laughs> which is kind of a surprising thing. But like I said, their young guys are playing really well. I mean, Jared Allen is having a way better year than I thought anyone thought he would, and Evan Mobley's playing well. I mean, everyone's playing well. When I was looking the other day, I mean, they have like they have like six guys averaging 16 or more points a game and no one over 20. They're just really well, they have a really well-balanced attack. He said, I mean, Jared Allen and Mobley just locked down the paint. They said you play good defense, they spread the ball around, you know, things are going to work for you. They've done a great job rebuilding, which I never, which I never thought I'd say about the Cavs. Yeah, that's true. That they, they they've 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 come around full circle here. They're starting they're looking good and probably definitely not this year. So they'll they'll compete in the playoffs, I I believe, or put whatever team they're playing, give them a little challenge or whatnot, but oh no, I I just with the NBA, I, I think the war. If this is the Warriors' year, especially. I mean, they're leading the whole league in right now. And they don't even have Clay back yet, which is. And he's expected to come here back pretty soon. I'm pretty sure Sunday, they're I believe. Be here. <clears throat> they're expect clearly Clay won't come out and play. Start. I mean, maybe he starts. I don't know, but he's clearly not going to play. You know, a lot of minutes probably. He probably he doesn't won't. need to. I I really hope they're not rushing him back because they don't need to. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely don't need to. They, they if look, they were five hundred, I mean, I'd be getting pretty anxious to get them on the court, but they're they're yeah. doing fine. Doing definitely doing just fine without him. But well, I think that probably end, ends our conclusion to our show. Um, clearly, this is the only time we're doing it this week because it is Wednesday, so we're not going to come back on tomorrow or 
Friday, anything like that. We'll come back next week, hopefully twice, but for sure at least once, and talk about the probably the college football national championship. Probably next week's the last week of the NFL regular season, isn't it? Yeah, isn't have, it? Yep, we'll have a little playoff preview. little playoff preview and just kind of looking forward to the end of start going into the NFL playoffs and the conclusion of the college football year. So, I mean, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.